Corey, you know what? What? Here we are again for another episode of the podcast, and I'm not going to do anything wacky. I've been too off the rails. I've been too chaotic. Everybody's annoyed. I'm just <laughs> singing. I've been doing stuff. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'm going to be like those those people on morning radio and, you know, just just talk. Yeah, we're just here to vibe. Yeah. That's, and, and it's not like scary vibes yeah. or and not like sudden loud noises vibes. It's just chill vibes that's that's what this is it's a chill vibe podcast it's called side talks and be careful because no one on morning radio has ever once ever in the history of the world said anything funny that's true so but neither have we so like i mean exactly i'm just saying tread lightly because you never know we might someday break through that wall shit uh here's and, hoping yeah so uh good morning this may not be good morning, morning for you yeah. good morning america is that, already, <laughs> is that trademark good morning vietnam <laughs> It's a it's a movie. What a speaking of films that feel really dark, but that I I guess it was kind of dark. Anyway, um, we're not here to talk about Good Morning Vietnam, so don't turn off just yet because nobody wants to hear that conversation. We're here to talk about some other shit. Let's do it. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Man, Corey, you know what I've been watching? What have you been watching? All right, we just had bad movie marathon. And yes, you, we did. You did a shift, and I don't know if you jumped in and watched a film or two, and that's what you're going to talk about. But I'm, you know, why would I bring heavy hitters? Why would I bring things that are, you know, actually worthy of conversation when I could bring you one of the films that I watched during Bad Movie Marathon, and that is Stalked by My Doctor. With uh, Sir Eric Roberts? That is correct. And by the way, there are four sequels to this thing. Oh, I know. Uh, what a mess. What a mess. He has temper tantrums like a child. It goes from zero to insane really quickly, accelerates mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. really fast. And have you seen it then? As I, the way you're nodding no, your head. I'm familiar with it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's about as terrible as you as you think it's going to be. Mm. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite moments, but there are just so, so many, including, you know, the sort of uh, sitting across the table from no one and, and, you know, acting like he's going to have a date. To, uh, I mean, just almost immediately, uh, you know, deciding he's going to stalk her because he's he's operated on her. But I think maybe my most favorite moment of all is is how the accident happens that gets her into the hospital in order mm-hmm. to be stalked by the doctor. And that is that she's with her boyfriend in a car and he's just fully texting, like, <laughs> like, like hand up, phone in front of face texting. And she says to him, please don't text anymore. Please don't text. She says it like six times and then head on crash. Oh, no. Yeah, and we're we're looking at the actual text messages that are happening. It's just there couldn't be less tension in a scene because you know what's going to happen. Um, so, that you know, that's I'm bringing you that. And then uh, perhaps even better than Stop by My Doctor is a film that I only saw five minutes of, uh-huh. which is From Straight A's to Triple X. Yes, uh, this is a, another Lifetime movie. It is, and I actually prefer it to Stalk by My Doctor. Uh-huh. Because Stalk by My Doctor is just like, you know, it, it, it moves quick. It's, you know, it's really not enjoyable at all. But from straight A's to triple X, the great thing about it is within the first 10 minutes, can I just tell you what happened? Sure. Within the first, I mean, not even 10, probably seven minutes, we have a young woman who gets into Duke. Difficult college to get into, yes. So I'm told. Uh, goes to Duke. While they're moving her into the dorm room at Duke, her father gets a phone call and looks at her and goes, I have to go back to Afghanistan. Now, why he has to go back to Afghanistan, of all places, I don't know, but he's got to go back to Afghanistan. I'm assuming war. Well, times were hard in the mid-2000s right. when it came to 
so, military families and deployments. And I don't know that he was in the military. That's what I'm kind of getting oh, at. He was just but some I'm dude. just maybe, maybe I guess he was. Anyway, he's got to go back to Afghanistan, which also somehow means he's not getting. There's no money. Maybe he works for Halliburton. So I don't know. But he, the mom calls like the next morning. This is like day one of college. Mm-hmm. One, she's had like a day and, and a night, and says we can't pay for your college anymore. And then wow, yeah. And then she, and then she, her mom kind of goes, "You're just going to get loans." She goes, "I don't want to be in debt for the rest of my life," which is a political statement right now, right? That's right. Um, but anyways, so then she quickly texts with a friend who says, "Quit worrying, just get the loan." So this very supportive friend says to her, "Just get the loan." Um, cut to her in bed that same night, texting, "How do I get into porn?" Clicking on kinkyjobs.com and filling out an application. And then the next morning, getting a call from a man with a voice that's creepy saying, you're the perfect candidate for this job. And that all happens within, you know, seven to ten. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That it, hmm. That's yeah. a lot to take in. in it's the a first lot to take in. Ten it's minutes of a movie. In. It's a lot to take in. And by the way, the Duke's website, she does that. That's one thing I left out. She does do a very quick search for jobs on the on the campus, uh-huh. uh, all of which pay. It clearly zooms in $7.50 an hour. Um, so that's not going to cut it no, right, it's for that not. tuition. So uh, Duke is highly represented in this. And I wonder how their uh, administration feels about it. But <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been watching. So, you know. If you need to, if you need to see something like that devolve as quickly as it does, uh, from straight A's to triple X. Well, that is the movie that was playing when I arrived for my shift did you at see the any, Bad Movie did you, Marathon. Can you fill me in on any other part of it? it? No, I think she wins an Adult Film Award, but oh, I, I was in and out of the room. That so. probably happens in, tw- in the twenty minute mark. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Um, I don't remember how much was left when I got there. How long? It's like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, it's it's efficient. So. Yeah. It's much shorter than something like Shawshank Redemption. But it's like an epic – I'm not going to touch that. Um, it's like an <laughs> epic condensed into 90 minutes that just shows the entire like, I don't know, Citizen Kane style rise and fall of, of this this young starlet in Let's the adult note film industry. That for the first time ever, Citizen Kane has been used within the same sort of 45 seconds of from straight A's to triple X. Surely not the first time ever, but – but possibly. What have you been watching? So I sat in on the next film in the Bad Movie Marathon, which is a little movie from director Tom Green called Freddy Got oh Fingered. It's not even, I mean, I did this. I'm responsible. It's not even funny. What if I told you that, yes, it kind of was funny? You you like this film? I, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to go so far as to say like but wow. I saw I found in this it, thing so irritating. Oh, it's it is unquestionably irritating. But I had to to some degree admire and laugh at its complete lack of taste and just how combative and irritating it truly was. Uh, and I saw in it like the origins of a lot of comedy today that I do genuinely find funny, like if. Tim Robinson of I Think You Should Leave, the sketch show on Netflix, made his Freddy Got Fingered. Um, I don't know that it would look and sound radically different. It might not be as disgusting because this movie is fucking disgusting. <laughs> but um, it would probably be as assaultive and irritating on on many levels. And I would probably think it was hilarious. I don't think Freddy Got Fingered is hilarious. 
No, it's but, but it had a lot more moments that made me laugh than I anticipated. I'll put it that way. Then talk about my doctor, maybe. Um, here, the thing is, I actually thought the Tom Green show was kind of funny. So yeah, see, I was never day, into it as a kid. Back in the day, I thought it like when he had somebody come airbrush his parents car and called it the slut mobile and it was it was like his mom and dad in some kind of sex act airbrush on the car and his father was raging clearly raging angry about what he had done while that is obviously juvenile and really kind of cruel and terrible i at you know at, i mean you what, heard at, me laughing at 16 so. or 17 years old or whatever i was like yeah the fucking slut mobile is just hilarious dude so i i and i saw freddie got fingered right on the heels of this in an excited fashion because i was like i love tom Green's shenanigans also you remember he dated monica Lewinsky for a minute i didn't know that but he did and he put her up to her first big like she just happened to be dating him when sort of this first big press conference she was going to hold what? after yes you don't they know were about this? dating at the time yeah so this is post but it was she was quiet for a long time sure, right? sure. quiet and, yeah and as as one would be you know let the dress speak for itself right so she's quiet for a long time and she her, her he kind of puts her up to this the bur- the first big press conference she's going to do and all the press shows up because it's like monica Lewinsky's is going to speak what? and and she he gets her to announce her handbag line and that's what oh, she does oh my god and it's fucking hilarious because it's very like the jokes on you which that's everything he does is this kind of the jokes really sure. on you it's very mean-spirited and very you know ridiculous and she's kind of turning to him like it, i don't know was it funny and he's like oh yes it's fucking hilarious but you know the i mean i think she has a good question she has a valid question like is it funny and in this case i think unfortunately i felt like the film just failed and every sense of the word but it but it is clearly a jokes on you situation yeah, like you you not, paid to see a tom green movie and he's like I at least yeah. partially it remind like it reminds me of the tim and eric movie same vibes the tim and eric movie is not a movie i like but like which one the comedy or like well no the comedy's good i'm talking about like the tim and eric I think it's called Tim and Eric's Awesome Movie. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, or whatever. You. Gotcha, or gotcha. Million Dollar Movie or whatever it's called. Um, no, I, I don't think that's I, – I didn't have much time for that movie because I found it irritating and assaultive. But on the other hand, like, well, that's just – that's kind of what I signed up for to one degree. I think the, the, the drawback is their comedy is tolerable for me in like 10 or 15-minute increments where we – first saw and loved these com- comic Yeah, figures. that's probably a good... I mean, that's the same at, with Tom Green, at, right? Yeah, even like, at 90 minutes, you're just like, Jesus Christ, get me out of it's here. It's kind of relentless. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that the the line he's walking there, which, again, I don't think you can do, and I, I just think you, you cannot do it because it is incredibly offensive and, you know... Uh, clearly like it's just trigger warning release after trigger warning release. And so, and in so many ways, so I don't think you can do this in, in 2022, but no. I, I, the line that Tom Green's walking, I think it, 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 it is that place where it's like, okay, what you're doing, it, it's just a very, very narrow little line that you, if, if you cross this way, it just goes terribly wrong. And if you cross this way, it's really fucking hilarious, but it's risky. Any way you look at it. Sure. Um, and I don't know if a lot of comedians are doing work like that, which is part of like, hate to bring it back to this, but it's part of why something like the slap that the Oscars is is wow. so sort of current, because I do think you can't, you just, you know, and that's why there, well, and there's debate afterwards, right? Like yeah. the part of the debate is like, 
you know what I don't think there's debate about that that everybody's going to disagree with me with or a lot of people are going to disagree with me with is that like I I don't comedy comedy doesn't really have a line for me. If it's inappropriate and terrible, then it's not funny and get off the stage and hecklers heckle sure, sure, and sure. we move on. Um, but but people should mostly be allowed to try. I think comedy should be provocative, but at the same time, when it fails and it fails terribly, then you know we yeah. we say that it does, and in this case, I think it does. But you know, we we can disagree on this. Obviously, I mean, I, again, I'm not going to hold this up as a success, um, but I I was surprised to discover that more of it worked for me than I had been led to believe it would. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, that is with all of the attendant, like, yeah, you couldn't make a, a joke like, you know, most of the jokes in this movie in 2022, like you just said, there's a lot of like outright offensive stuff that was offensive in 2001 or whenever this movie came out. But people are a lot more, you know, attuned to that sort of thing in 2022. It's less tolerant. I right. think we're less tolerant. You know, and I, I remember seeing at one point in time at, at, at Caroline's, I think in, in New York, right. Seem, um, for, for a lot of, for a long list of reasons, it'll bore everybody, but I got to go see, um, Marilyn Rice Cub. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was very funny, but she had a gentleman open up for her that just his whole thing was like this weird Andrew Dice Clay kind of shit. Yeah. It was like just misogynistic kind of content. I think she's very funny. He was not funny at all. Um, and I do remember like, I, I tend to do the thing where I get a little vocal, and uh-huh. I was like, get off the fucking stage, wow. which I do think that that's, but I mean, the jokes were really, really offensive. And, but I'm, I, it's, it's, I didn't expect him to actually get off the stage and, and I'm not, I'm not angry about it. Like I'm not going to walk out or complain and want my money back. Right. But I just think that that's the sort of banter that, that comedians should have without facing violence. Anyway, sure, yeah. I, we've gotten off off topic. I'm sorry, but in some ways, it is relevant because this film is incredible. The film, the, you know, part of me playing it in the bad movie marathon was to be provocative. It is to, a provocation. Try to get people to get out of the seat <laughs> You're because that's, to drive the, that's part away. of my job. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. Anyway. I get it. But but then Corey liked it. Um, but then so. I liked it. Ish. What can you do? Um, what can you do? Well, I'll tell you who definitely had super correct and noble social attitudes is the Vikings because that oh, ties into the Northmen. the Northmen, the other movie that I watched this weekend. Did you like it? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> no, the Vikings were, were hardly woke by 2022 standards. And the cool thing about the Northmen is that it doesn't even try to pretend like they were, it, it's, it completely throws you into a foreign mindset. Uh, this, this sort of, um, night. I think it takes place in the year nine seventy three A.D. So oh, we're, not we're that talking long about ago. we're talking about quite quite a while ago, quite a while ago. Um, and um, well, it's intense. I'll put it that way, as you would expect from Robert Eggers, the director of The Witch and The Lighthouse. For me, The Northman is firmly in third place in those okay. three. Uh, that's what I've been hearing. Um, I have not heard a ton. Are you bringing excitement? Yeah. I haven't no, heard a lot of it's excitement. It's tempered. It's tempered excitement. Gotcha. The excitement is mostly for the filmmaking prowess because as we saw in The Witch and the Lighthouse, Robert Eggers is a really fucking good filmmaker. And a very 
very dedicated filmmaker. Yes, and and the verisimilitude, the realism, the 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 historical accuracy he tries to imbue into the movie um, is exciting to me. And his long takes that sort of flow throughout these very immaculately designed sets, as in some scenes, a bunch of extras fucking kill each other. Uh, really cool stuff, right? Where the movie kind of falters for me, and it only falters slightly because the the overwhelming filmmaking prowess on display is very, very satisfying in and of itself, right? The screenplay to this thing and the story to this thing is a very kind of stock revenge story. Oh. And it's not – it doesn't really twist it or deviate from that much at all. It's a bit of a bummer. It's a bit of a bummer. Um you will see sites you never thought you would see, um, and there are some really, really good performances in this thing. MVP, and I'm sure you will be delighted by this, is your girl Nicole Kidman. Nikki K. Who is? Are you surprised? I'm. I'm a little surprised because it doesn't seem like that role is going to require a lot of of old Nikki. And does it? Yeah. Because it takes some turns that okay. are very exciting. And that's, well, that's probably, probably what she loved about the script. Uh huh. And that's probably the chiefest sort of pleasure or twist in the movie for me is the sort of character twists that you get here and there. Because the plot is really just kind of paint by numbers. But who goes to these things for plot? Anyway, I it's it's disappointing. I, I mean, I think we can have both. You know, I, we we can, and probably in in a perfect world would. Um. If you're coming to this movie expecting the sort of like teasing ambiguities of the witch and the lighthouse, you're going to be a little disappointed. Focus was elsewhere. I the assume. focus was on sort of the brawn of the camera uh, and of the sort of relentlessness of the violence and action, um, and that's it's great for you know what that is. But um, a step down, I think, from The Witch and The Lighthouse. The Witch, I just rewatched. Yeah. Still my on, favorite on, of his movies. On 4K Blu-ray? Actually, uh, yes. Yes, of course you um, did. Beautiful looking movie. Um, you know, he says in interviews, he, he doesn't like The Witch. He's not happy with how The Witch turned out. I still think it's his best movie. So yeah. me and old Robert don't agree on the quality on of his, his work. work. Yeah, but well, again, the Northman. He had something else in his head, probably. You know, and I'm that's sure. It's hard and to it, shake. It's his first film. You know. Yeah, there's always going to be regrets there. Uh, I he needs to lighten up though, because that's a great movie, and the Let Lighthouse is really good, and then the Northman really good, but a step below those. So it's a funny person to tell to lighten up, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? Um, he he never will. But what I, what I love about Nikki Kay is is that I do think that she does take some pretty challenging and interesting roles uh-huh. that push her in different directions now uh, that said she's she's not she can be bad she can be uh, and she can certainly pick some bad material remember when she went through her light comedy phase in I the know. early 2000s but we don't have to she talk does, about it she does embrace some pretty challenging work and this sounds to be that so yeah. that's exciting yep um i think you'll dig it to a degree Okay. Um, Looking but forward I think to you'll it. Like I haven't seen it yet because I was yeah. too busy watching Stalk by My Doctor and uh, <laughs> from Straight A's to Triple X and um, Baby Monitor Sound of Fear. And Wow, that one sounds good. Doesn't it? With Josie, <laughs> like Josie Bissett. Anyway, wow. yeah, I've been busy with more important shit, Corey, than the Northman. I understand. And now, fast film terms. There it is, a fast film term swinging right past us. So I got a couple for you. You ready? Yep. So do you know what stair blocks are, Corey? 
stairs, S N S T A I R. So the blocks that one would use to assemble a staircase. That's a good guess, but they, uh, they're actually, think about a grip truck and, and, you know, we've talked about what a grip does and yes. sort of rigging of lights and the rigging of equipment on a film set. And so this is one of those things that you probably wouldn't use terribly regularly, but I can, you could see why they would, they would come up and they'd be on the, on the grip truck. And that is because they are small wooden blocks, uh-huh. right. That attach together kind of like a, they're like a little set of miniature steps. If you okay. can picture that. And um, and so they kind of they stack up and they have this. Uh, there's a variety of elevations, elevations. Yeah. If I'm saying that right, um, and they're sort of commonly used to elevate a table or a chair or something like that. Oh, yeah. So okay. that you can adjust the height. They because they stack on each other, and obviously yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to use them all at once. You can you can height you can extend or heighten a chair or extend or heighten a table and that kind of thing. And so there's lots of reasons why you might do that to make a shot work. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. And so each step is approximately two inches higher than the last, and uh-huh. you can kind of build them. You can also think sometimes when you're at a restaurant and the table's really annoying and wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use one of these probably if you had a grip truck with some stair blocks in it. Well, I'll try to find a grip truck you next time. You should be thinking about that. And then I've got another one for you, you ready? Okay. Another fun kind of grip term. And that is, you know what a dolly is. We've talked about what a dolly we is. Have. They create tracking shots. They're a device that is on wheels that you lay down track and run it very smoothly, you know. You mount a camera it. on it. Yes, and if you're Spike Lee, you mount an actor on it because he's got that kind of cool it is device such a cool that he shot. does um, where he's actually moving the dolly with the actor on it, which makes the background look really wacky. Yep. Um, well, there's a particular type of dolly called a doorway dolly. Uh-huh. And uh, you're probably going to be able to predict what that is, but um, as the name suggests, the it's, door- a, it's a door. Yeah. It's a dolly that is built to go through a doorway. It is absolutely designed to be, first of all, a fairly inexpensive dolly, uh-huh. um, and a, and one that's narrow enough to fit through most standard doorways. Um, but I will also tell you that over the years, doorway dollies have been used uh, not only for the purpose of of camera work, mm-hmm. but also as an efficient equipment transporter. Oh. Uh, so that you can get your camera cases and your lighting fixtures and all of that kind of stuff and pull your equipment on that when you're not using it, you know, to shoot something. Nice. Okay. So that is what a doorway dolly is, a very specific type of dolly. And there are lots of different kinds of dollies and, of course, lots of manufacturers of dollies. But that's the one we're talking about today. Nice. So those are your two very grip-centric fast film terms. Boom. Oh, man. It's over. It is. It's over. Guess what we are? What are we? We're your own personal cinematic. Are you ready for it? I am. Buffalo Latte and Arbinator. That, those are words you just made up. Okay. Well, they're not. They're okay. not. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them as I do. So uh, anybody want a Buffalo Latte? Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Are you listening? Because Tim Hortons is is really trying to hold you down with this thing. Buffalo latte? So, yeah. So, Tim, Tim Hortons, do you know about this chain? I do. It's a Canadian chain, uh-huh. right? Um, and they have a savory latte. That's right. It They claim on their website that it is freshly brewed, you'll be happy to know, espresso. I would hope so. Steamed milk. Uh-huh. Mocha. Okay. Along with a very bold buffalo sauce Let flavor. me stop you right there. No. Fuck, I didn't stop that. No. <laughs> what? And, yes. So it buffalo tastes like latte. fucking hot wing sauce. Yes, you don't want one. Corey? No. Uh, do you know what an Arbinator is? Is it the equivalent, but with Arby sauce or something? This is a 2018 monster. 
Oh God! Uh, that was a half a pound, no longer on the menu, but but they did specify that you oh, could go out. Oh, this is a giant one. meat sandwich. It is a half a pound of roast beef with cheddar sauce, uh-huh. horsey sauce, okay. as you can only get at Arby's. Sure. Horseradish sauce there, Arby's sauce, and here's what really puts it over the top. A bunch of curly fries are up on there, too. Well, I'll be getting one of these for dinner tonight. So I dare you to go through the drive-thru and ask for an Arby-nator, because they've got the meats. There's anyway, an Arby's very close to here. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Buffalo Latte and Arby-nator, you heard it here first. I, I'm repelled. I'm sorry. It's okay. How do you think a Buffalo Latte would accompany an Arby-nator? There's only one fucking way to find out. That, I don't know, but just listen. I just shit my pants just listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, that's there was rough a going. Really great onion article that you may or may not have seen, where it was like a fake ad for Arby's, where they said, "This weekend only, we just let you run in the kitchen and grab as much meat as you can eat." <laughs> and it's like a really great Photoshop of somebody just holding stacks and stacks of Arby's meat. <laughs> uh, this is side talk. Supermarket now. sweep, but in a fast food uh, kitchen. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, we'll be back with some more fast food names very soon. Um, but between now and then, we'd like to thank uh, Revelator Coffee, our sponsor, once again. Go um, by, ask them for a buffalo latte, tell them Rachel Morgan sent you, see what they say. I'm not going to do that, but maybe yeah, one of our listeners Corey will. Kraft. I didn't say that. Um, thanks, of course, to Boutwell Studios for producing us and, and putting up with their shenanigans. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Um, what else do we say here? No, thanks to Sam. No, thanks to Sam. No, but <laughs> Sam's fine. Oh, I'm just messing with them. Uh, uh, SidewalkFest.com. That's what we say. Thank si- you for listening. And uh, come see a movie at the cinema with us. SidewalkFest.com, at Sidewalk Film on social media. Yeah, okay, bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.